The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I'm your host, Mike Patra, flying solo for this wonderful Sunday card. We actually got two cards on our hands. We got an early slate, we got a main slate, three games taken off on the early slate, four games on the late slate. Early one starts at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, while the main starts at a good old 7. So it's April 25th. We got some games to get to. So really looking forward to this. It's been a great weekend of basketball. I love when we have these Saturdays and Sundays where it's two cards, a little bit of action all day long. Gives me something to look forward to. Gives me something to pay attention to. And there is an edge. Always, as always, especially when there's early basketball during baseball season because, hey, we have some other people playing early baseball and maybe they're not paying attention as much. Maybe they're not lineup switching. Maybe they're not watching the news. There always is an edge, and we're here to take advantage of it. So we're going to jump right into things. But before we do, just a little quick shout-out to our presenting sponsor, MyBookie.ag. If you guys haven't already checked them out, what are you waiting for? Check them out, guys. MyBookie.ag is the number one sports book out there, the only sports book I give my stamp of approval for, guys. So if you haven't checked them out already, head over there. Use that promo code HOOPBALL, H O O P. B-A-L-L, you'll get a 50% deposit match on up to $1,000 to use in any way, shape, or form that you like over at mybookie.ag, promo code HOOPBALL. All right, we got three games to talk about on this early slate. Really looking forward to it. Breaking this down in a way where it's uh, easily digestible, hopefully. So we'll start off Boston Celtics traveling to Charlotte. They are taking on the Hornets. For the Celtics, Robert Williams III has been ruled out, while for the Hornets, LaMelo Ball, Nate Darling, Gordon Hayward, Malik Monk, all ruled out. We have a 215-and-a-half game total, Celtics being favored by 7-and-a-half. So this is the lowest game total of the three games on the early slate, and it's probably the game I have the least amount of interest in. So we'll start off with the Celtics, start off with the away team. Looking at this. Uh, expected to be pretty much fully healthy outside of Robert Williams. Expected to have Tatum, Brown, Kemba, and Marcus Smart all in this lineup. So, you know, that that usage that Tatum's been seeing over the last two games, it's probably going to start to not dwindle, but it's going to take a step back as Brown and Kemba are going to get some shot attempts up as well. If I prefer anybody in here, I'm probably just going to chase the narrative. Uh, Kemba Walker traveling to Charlotte, going against his former team. It's always something to be interested in. I like the price tag. 7200 feels like it's a fair price tag. You know, is it this uh, same dream scenario that we're expecting to put up 50? No, but... To be honest, I don't like a lot on this. I don't want to pay 6800 for Smart. I think that's a full price tag. I don't want to pay the 99 for Tatum because there's a few other guys on this slate we'll get to. So I don't mind Brown if you want to go there, 83 But again, we'll talk about some other guys in that 7 to 8 k price tag and price range and better game totals and better game environments that I prefer. So I know it seems boring. Just not a lot of interest in the Celtics. Maybe some Tristan Thompson at 52 But again, we'll get to, we'll get to some center plays as well. On the Hornet side of the ball, it's much of the same for me. P.J. Washington at 67 is probably the one guy I could look towards. 6700 is not a great price tag for him. It's fair, but he's back to playing the starting center role. Played 37 minutes in the last one, shot 9-18, put up 40 DK points. <clears throat> Don't expect for a game like that necessarily again, but we know if we're going to attack the Celtics, the best way to do it is in their front court. So 
I'll go to some PJ Washington here. Don't think I'll pay that price tag on Rozier at 82. But again, uh, I expect him to see a fair amount of usage. We, you know, Marcus Smart, not the best guard that we want to target defensively. But we've seen time and time again, it's it's not like it's foolproof. You know, the, you can still get points against the Celtics team. It's not impossible. But he'd probably be more or less like a pivot or, a, you know, GPP. I just don't think he will be in my optimal cash or single entry tournaments. So that's it. It would just be Rozier in Washington for me over here on this uh, Charlotte side of the ball. Move on to the next one. A little bit more interesting game. Now we'll start to get in some juicy plays. Phoenix Suns traveling to Brooklyn. Taking on the Nets. For the Nets, Chris Chioza, Nick Claxton, Spencer Dinwiddie, James Harden, Elise Johnson. All ruled out. Kevin Durant, Tyler Johnson are probable. For the Suns, Jay Crowder, Langston Galloway, Abdul Nader, Dario Saric all ruled out. While Cam Johnson is available. I guess he's dealing with a nasal fracture. So maybe uh, he might be masking it up. 227 and a half game total. Brooklyn being favored by two and a half points with the expected return of Kevin Durant after missing the last three games. So we'll start off with the Phoenix side of the ball. I like a lot on this side. I will be targeting Phoenix pretty heavily. Devin Booker coming in at 8,100 is a fantastic price tag for D-Book. Now, I think a lot of people will probably love that price tag as well. He took 20 shot attempts when these two teams uh, faced off earlier in the season. Granted, that was without, I believe, Kyrie and without Durant in that game. So it's a little different game environment. I prefer Chris Paul for $600 less. I just see Chris Paul being pretty much locked into 40-plus DK points in this one. He's going to be active. He's going to have to play a significant amount of minutes. It's going to be a competitive game. Uh, sign me up. I am all good for some Chris Paul. And like I said, a different little, little bit of a different scenario, but Paul outscored uh, Devin Booker by almost 10 DK points in the same matchup earlier in the season. So give me Paul for $600 less. Don't mind looking at Booker, though. I just prefer Paul slightly over him. Both of these guys very, very much in play. Same could be said for Aiton at 6,900. It's just another great matchup. We know centers traveling, targeting, um, traveling to Brooklyn, targeting Brooklyn. It's just a vulnerable weak spot for him. So 6,900 is a great price tag. We'll get through a guy in the next game I prefer uh, for $600 less, but I think a lot of people will uh, after the last game he had. And, you know, we'll just get it out there, use of Nurkic. Uh, I think a lot of people will go to Nurkic over Aiton, but if you want to take that pivot, I don't mind it whatsoever. Outside of that, Cam Johnson coming in at 4,200 with Jay Crowder and Dario Saric both being ruled out. He should see a significant run at the four between him and Bridges. Uh, chopping up minutes at the three and the four. I could see him probably playing more than 30 again at 4,200. There's not a ton of value to go around on this early slate, and he's probably one of my preferred options if I need it. At 4,200, feels like he has a nice, comfortable floor of around 18 to 20 and a ceiling of upwards to 30. On the Brooklyn side of the ball, for as much as I like down Phoenix, I do not like the Brooklyn side of the ball. Now, Kevin Durant coming in at 8,400. If we get the word that there is no restrictions, he's good to go, which we may get. It was like an upper thigh bruise he was dealing with. It wasn't like a knee injury or an ankle injury or anything like that. Uh, if he is good to go at 8,400, he's a fantastic play. There's no doubt about it. Uh, if we get the word that he might be limited you know, somewhat or uh, you know, short spurts, whatever it might be, uh, then, yeah, that's probably what we were going to want to temper our expectations. As of now, as the time of recording this Sunday morning, He's pretty much a GPP play for me. Uh, it's Unless I get that news, it's going to be a little bit tougher to trust in cash or to trust in my single entries necessarily. But he's definitely going to be there for GPPs if we need him. Don't think I'll be going to the center position too, too much with a guy like DeAndre Jordan at 4,200. I don't mind it. But, you know, between him, Jeff Green, Blake Griffin, all three of these guys will play and see some minutes at the center position. It's not like Jordan's just going to go out there and play 30-plus. Now, if Jordan's going to play 25 at 4,200, yeah, he's definitely in play. Uh, absolutely. I could definitely see him probably being a more of a preferred option in this one. 
Uh, knowing they're going against a center with some offensive capability like DeAndre Ayton. I don't know if they'll want to match up Blake Griffin like that. It is a mismatch defensively, don't get me wrong. Uh, but I don't know if they'll want to go with that. So I do prefer Jordan over both Blake Griffin and Jeff Green at 42. Cheaper than both of them as well. So we got some value. Final game of the early slate, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Memphis Grizzlies traveling to Portland. Take it on the Trailblazers here. Jaron Jackson Jr. is out. Jonas Valanciunas is questionable. For the Blazers, Zach Collins out. Derek Jones Jr. is, <clears throat> excuse me, questionable. We've got a 235 and a half game total. Portland being favored by three and a half points in this one. It is a rematch. It was a great game that we just saw. A close one. Came down to the final seconds. Uh, definitely a game that I expect probably to be the highest owned game on the slate. We'll start off with the Grizzlies here. John Morant coming off of an absolute heater against the same team where he put a shot 11 to 17, 13 assists with zero turnovers. I think it was only the second time in Grizzlies history a game with that efficiency has been accomplished. Uh, it put up 62 DK points. So listen, it's a fantastic matchup. Obviously, we know the ceiling in this matchup. Do I expect that same exact game? Not a chance. I do not. I think, you know, 38 to 42, maybe 43 is completely in the realm of possibilities. I'm not going to cross him out of my player pool, but I'm also not going to make him a foundational piece either. I definitely think he's in play. I just want to make sure that uh, I'm not just going out of my way trying to jam him in there when I have some other options that I very I really do like on this slate. So outside of him, I'll go to straight to the value. If Joe Val's playing with no restrictions, I would definitely look at him. And there's a good chance if he's able to play, there wouldn't be because he was dealing with a concussion. Don't know if that's kind of messed with his conditioning over the last week. That's our, our worry, knowing that if he wasn't able to kind of keep his conditioning up over the last week, he might only be looking at 25, 26 minutes rather than 29 to 30 so uh, definitely some risk involved, but we know his upside. We know this matchup. Uh, he could definitely get it done at 7,900. Don't mind looking at him if he's playing. If he sits, we can go back to the well with guys like Tillman or guys like Clark. Both these guys very, very much in play, especially knowing that uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. has already been ruled out. And if we saw, if you've been watching Jaron Jackson Jr. in his limited minutes, he's been getting a lot of it at the five, not the four. So uh, him, you know, him not playing. And if Jonas doesn't play. We should probably see Tillman play 25 to 26 minutes, I would say minimum, at center. Probably even more, maybe close to that 30. And Clark would probably see his regular amount of 18 to 22 minutes in between power forward and center, backup center as well. So keep an eye on those two guys. If there is no Joe Val, they'd both be in play. And I think we can take a look at these guys in the wing between Grayson Allen, 4,600, and D'Anthony Melton. Melton is the guy that we want to play, and we want to see get more minutes. Unfortunately, the Memphis Grizzlies uh, coaching staff does not. Allen continues to um, continues basically to play a lion's share of these wing minutes, 23 minutes in the last one, 26 minutes in the game prior, struggling with his shot, only shooting 2 of 10 combined in those two games. Uh, it's a good chance to kind of go back to the well on this one, knowing that those uh, down performances muchly much related to his shooting. If he gets back on track, starts to hit anywhere between like 40, 50% of his shots, we'd be looking good for Grayson Allen. 4,600 at like this matchup, I think it's a solid play, and Melton, would be the pivot off of them. Uh, uh, Grayson Allen, a little safer in cash single entry. Melton would be my preferred GPP target. Slide over the Portland side of the ball. Damian Lillard coming in at 9-3. If I'm spending up on this slate, it's on Dame Dalla. Uh, no doubt about it. Close game. Coming off of a loss against the same team. Gotta imagine Dame wants to come back with a little fire. He's been shooting or struggling to shoot over the past four games. Uh, and, you know, look for him to write the ship in this one. That's simple. 9,300. I'm not going to sit here and, and go crazy uh, on why you should play him. 
if you have the money and you want to play him, he's absolutely available. I don't think he is a must play by any means. But I'll be honest, I'm not playing any CJ McCollum. When these two guys are going to be this close to price tag, only a difference is $700, I'm not touching CJ. If anything, it's going to be Lillard, it's going to be Nurkic, love Nurk, 6,300. Absolutely decimated this team in only 29 minutes in that last one. Put up 26-17 and 17 with five assists for almost 60 DK points, 59.75. Wouldn't expect a repeat performance, but this feels like a near lock for 35 DK points. Uh, he just absolutely torches his team. And Nurkic looks like himself as he's starting to get the minutes increased. This guy should probably be 7,500, and he probably will be soon enough. So take advantage of the price tag while we could at 63. Outside of those two guys, I don't think I'll be going to too, too much. If Derek Jones Jr. gets ruled out, we'll probably see a couple more minutes for guys like Carmelo Anthony or Rodney Hollis Jefferson. Don't really want to play either one of those guys. If I preferred one of them, it would be Carmelo Anthony, simply because we know he'll actually shoot the ball. 4,300 isn't a terrible price tag for a guy that should see about you know close to double-digit shot attempts in 20-plus minutes. So keep an eye on him as well. So for me... It's going to be Lillard, it's going to be Nurkic, and it'll be a little bit of mellow. And that rounds us out for the early slate. So, uh, got, a, got a lot of good guys, got a lot of value. I really like this slate. I think we're going to get some some good money in it, hopefully. Feeling good about it. But we'll transfer gears, switch gears, gear shift up. We're going to the main slate, the four-game card, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Before we get to that, for those of you wondering why we did not have a contest this week after I piped, pumped it, Piped it, pumped it, hyped it, tried to combine the words. Uh, unfortunately, I was extremely busy with some family stuff. And, you know, as I was getting the, you know, getting ready to to create it and make it, wasn't going to be in it. I wasn't there. So that is on me. We will do one in the middle of the week this week. So we'll do one on Wednesday. So if you're listening to this show as we're recording it, there's my word. There will be a Wednesday DFS hoopball tournament with a special prize involved this Wednesday. As I'm recording this, Sunday morning, this Wednesday. So keep an eye out. Wednesday morning, we'll be tweeting the link out, maybe Tuesday night. But it will be this Wednesday for the Hoopball DFS contest. I want to make everybody wait till Friday again, so we'll get it out there early. Cleveland Cavaliers traveling to Washington. They're taking on the Wizards for the 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. For the Cavs, Damian Dotson is questionable, while Torian Prince, Colin Sexton, Dylan Windler all ruled out. For the Wizards, Denny Advija. Thomas Bryant, Rui Hachimura ruled out. Game total, 229. Washington favored by nine points. Definitely going to be some action to get a hold of in this one. We'll start off with the Cavs here. No Sexton. Obviously, Garland is the guy in everyone's mind. 7,200. He becomes a great play. We know that Washington's defense is nothing special. Uh, we could target them. And the shot attempts should be there. Garland took 20 in that last one. Shot 12 and 20. Put up 45 DK points. And frankly, 7,200 is too cheap for this guy, even if Sexton's been playing with how well he's been playing. He's averaging 41 DK points over the last five games, and he's shooting uh, 43, almost 44% from deep throughout that on 14 of 33, uh, 14 of 32 shooting. So Garland's in a great spot. He's been playing great. You know, I don't mind taking some stabs at him. I expect him to be pretty chalky here. So if you want to fade the chalk, then yeah, sure, go for it. But at 7,200, he's a great play. The other guy I'm looking at on this team would be Della Vadova, who I expect to draw the start in place of Sexton. We've seen that time and time again. He's minimum salary. He's probably the guy I'm going to go to a lot in this one. Last time he played 30-plus minutes, he didn't do great, but he came out and put up 27.25 DK points with the 10-assist, 7-point game. 3K, we expect him to handle a majority of the ball-handling duties, while Garland might take a, play a little bit more off-ball, as he's the better shooter. On the Washington side of the ball, make it easy for you. Two guys I have, and Russell Westbrook, 11K. Could be one of my top options on the slate next to Steph Curry. 
just can't go wrong with Westbrook. Nine-point spread doesn't really scare me away necessarily too, too much. If it scares you away, then you're probably leaning a little bit more towards Curry. But at 9K, or I mean, I'm sorry, at 11K, the way this guy's been playing, there's no doubt about it. It's just triple doubles after triple doubles after triple doubles. Uh, you know, when you're talking about a guy that has a floor of what feels like high 50s, low 60s, you'll pay that 11K price tag every single night, especially on a four-game slate. Even if he gets you that 56 or 7, it's not going to burn you. You could still cash out with that. Outside of him, I'll look at Bertans, knowing that Hachimura and now Abdija are both going to be out for some significant time. Looks like Abdija is going to miss the rest of the season. Uh, I believe he's going underneath some surgery. But Bertans, not necessarily going to be known to do anything outside of scoring, but he could shoot the ball at an elite clip. Talking about a guy that takes the majority of shot attempts from deep. Uh, actually, when you're looking at it, 29 shot attempts over the last three games, only two of those weren't from the three-point line. So with that, becomes uh you know comes a little bit of uh lower rebounding totals the guy's usually gonna be playing pretty far away from the basket so you know temper your expectations we're getting a little bit of a price increase up from 43 to 51 now expect him to probably take the most of the lion's shares let's probably see bonga continue to start because they like Bertans being that bench scorer for them but you may uh you probably still close the game out and see significant minutes i would expect you know anywhere between 28 and 30 minutes for Bertans at a 5100 i like that price tag and that's it. I don't think I'll be going to too much else here. You know, Beal's always in play if you're looking to the pivot, but I prefer to spend $1,300 more. Neto's there if you need him at 48. I'm all set. We'll get to plenty of value around that same price range, which is better. Give me Della Vadova, actually, uh, for 1800 less. Milwaukee Bucks traveling to Atlanta. 7.30 Eastern Standard Time game. For the Hawks, Clint Capella is questionable, while Chris Dunn upgraded to doubtful. Might finally see Chris Dunn this season. DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, Tony Snell, Trey Young, all ruled out. So the Hawks could be fairly thin. The Bucks have yet to submit their injury report. Looking at the, this game, 228.5 game total. Bucks favored by 6.5 points. That spread feels a little bit too close to me, knowing that Clint Capella is questionable. That maybe means that he's leaning a little bit closer to playing. Uh, but if Clint Capella sits in this one, it's going to be hard for me to, you know, I guess have any sort of trust in it. Bucks could easily just roll over or, or uh, roll the roll the Hawks over and just have their way with them. It, it could be a very very ugly game if there's if they don't have their rim protection. With that being said, Giannis, yes, he's in play. I just prefer Westbrook for three hundred dollars more. I prefer Curry for two hundred dollars less. So I don't see myself having too much Giannis. I don't see myself having too much of anybody from this game. If I'm going anywhere, I prefer Drew Holiday out of their big three between Middleton, Giannis, and Holiday. Splitting hairs when you talk about Middleton and Holiday, they kind of just go game for game, but. I like this matchup for Holiday. 8200 isn't a great price tag that I love to play, but if I had to play anybody, it would be him. On the Hawks side of the ball, if Clint Capella is ruled out, we can go uh, back to Onyeka Okungwu. He'd probably be the one guy that I feel a little bit more comfortable about playing on this team because if the game gets out of hand, they're probably going to just play their young center regardless. He should see about 25 to 28 minutes, I think, anyway. Play 28 minutes in the last one. Again, not another guy that's going to be non- known for taking 15 or 20 shot attempts or anything like that. He- you'll be lucky if he gets five. But he's a defensive force. He can get the rebounds, and he's near minimum salary at 3800 So don't mind looking at him. I would obviously want Clint Capella to be ruled out before I can even consider him. Keep an eye on Brandon Goodwin. Should draw another. Uh, you know, I, I, actually, now I'm thinking about. It. I don't believe he even drew the start. He came off the bench uh, in that first game with Trey Young uh, missing, but he should still see significant minutes. Played 22, shot six of ten. Not a guy that I'm gravitating towards. I think you know fading him is probably the more likelihood that I, I'll, I'll go in. But he's there if you need him at 4,200. We'll get to some value that you'll probably like a little bit more. And if the game gets out of hand, 
you should still see significant minutes. Guys like Lou Williams would take a back seat. Guys like Gallinari would take a back seat. If you think this game's going to stay close, then yeah, Gallinari's the guy that I want to play. I uh, got to keep an eye on Clint Capella because we want that, you know, that starting power forward or not starting power forward, but the power forward minutes to be available for Gallinari. And if Capella plays, we'll see Collins play most of those at the four. We still saw a Kugwu start, but we'll still see significant minutes of, if uh, Capella's ruled out of Collins sliding to the five, Gallinari playing some of the four as well. We've talked about it. If you want to beat the Bucks, the best way to do it is from behind the three-point line. With that being said, I'm not paying $8,100 for Bogdanovich. Yeah, I just don't want to do it. I get it. He torched this team for 51 DK points earlier. I get it. The narrative, I loved it. I played the narrative. The game was only like last week where it happened. But I still just don't fully trust it that if there's no compelling, this game stays close. If, you, uh, if you're if you playing that contrarian approach on GPPs, yeah, absolutely. I get that. Makes a lot of sense. I, I doubt Bogdanovich draws very little to any ownership. Uh, and if you want to try to take advantage of that and you think this game does stay close, you want to run a Giannis with like a Bogdanovich or Giannis with a Gallinari or something, that makes sense. But I would only do that in my GPPs. Moving on. To the next game, Indiana Pacers traveling to Orlando, taking on the Magic in this one. Pacers on the second half of the back-to-back do not have an injury report for us. Before the Magic, Wendell Carter Jr., James Enos, Terrence Ross, all questionable. Michael Carter-Williams, Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, Otto Porter Jr., all ruled out. 225.5 game total. Pacers favored by 4.5 points in this one. We'll start off with the Pacers. Demonis Sabonis, Miles Turner both missed the last two games. Both pretty much, I would say, uh, on the better half of doubtful for today. Sabonis wasn't even able to practice on Saturday, so I, I would be shocked uh, if he's able to. I mean, I'm sorry, on Friday. I'd be shocked if he'll be able to take this one. Goga's the other guy that we have to keep an eye on. He missed uh, missed that last one dealing with ankle injury. Good chance that he misses his third game straight in this one. And with all that being said, we can go back to the well to our good boy, O'Shea Brissett. This guy is a monster for us at DFS. Now, monsters maybe being a little bit generous, but back-to-back games with double-digit rebounds, back-to-back games with double-doubles. 4,800, he's got power forward eligibility. We don't even need to lock in our center position with him. Sign me up. I'm playing him no matter what. Uh, yeah, it's just that easy. If all three of these guys are going to be out, I'm going to continue to play this guy. I like to call him brisket. I don't know why, but I want some brisket. I will have me some brisket in this in this matchup. Don't think I'll go to Levert or Brogdon at those price tags. I think that they're very much in play. I just don't want to play them at that price tag. 8400 for Levert, 8700 for Brogdon. We'll get to some guys, and we've talked about some guys that I'd rather spend up on, just including Garland at 72 You know, other plays like that. We'll get to guys that are a little bit more expensive, too. Where either go up or I'm going down. I just don't see myself landing on that, and you really kind of are paying for, for their best-case scenarios. They can get 50 but realistically, 40 wouldn't be enough at those price tags. Outside of those two guys, you could look at Doug McDermott. He should see significant minutes at the at the four. I'm not touching Jakar Sampson, no, no matter what. I don't care if he starts again. Uh, but keep an eye on it. McDermott was forced to miss a couple games. Now it is a back-to-back, you know, maybe somewhat limited. But a 3,900, if he's not, he's good to go. Great value play here. Don't mind looking at some Dougie Buckets either. So it'll be Dougie Buckets. It'll be my boy Brisket. And Maybe even now sprinkling some some TJ McConnell in there. 5,800, he's just been getting it done. We know what TJ McConnell's upside is with just the steals and the assists alone. Great matchup, too. On the Orlando side of the ball, we have some more chalk right here. If there is no Wendell Carter Jr., you just play Mo Bamba and you keep it moving. It's that simple. 5,500, you play him. You don't think twice about it. Played 28 minutes in the last one. Took 15 shot attempts uh, and put up a nice game for us. So 
double double, 17 and 12 with two blocks, 38 DK points at 5,500. I could see a very similar game like that, uh, especially with this front court against the Pacers being bruised up, not fully healthy. Keep in mind, Brisket, my boy Brisket, he's only 6'7, I believe. He does not have a ton of size to him. So neither does Jakar Sampson. Whoever is playing center for the Orlando Magic should be able to eat. If Wendell Carter Jr. is able to go and can give it a full, full, uh, full run, full workload, I'll, I have no issues playing him. If he's out, then uh, yeah, I'm locking in Mobamba. It's that simple for me. I don't think I'll be going to anybody else on this team. I just think Cole Anthony at 6,700. It's a fair price tag, a little bit too high for me. Uh, and I just think I have better value available on other spots of the slate where I don't need to necessarily go to my Gary Harris's. Final game of the night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Sacramento Kings traveling to Golden State, taking on the Warriors. Looking at the Kings, Darren Fox, we know, is going to miss the next 10 to 14 days uh, due to the health and safety protocol. So with him being out, Halliburton, DeLon Wright, Buddy Heald, Harrison Barnes, all four of these guys get big bumps. We're going to see Halliburton Wright probably handle most of the point guard and shooting guard uh, roles while you know, usage gets trickled down between all four of these guys. Barnes and Heald already take a fair amount of shots, but obviously they'll be a little bit more ball dominant and dominant. So keep an eye on both those guys are very much in play. And I think DeLon Wright will probably be everybody's favorite value and chalk and rightfully so at 4,900. I love him in this matchup. I think this is a great matchup for him, even if uh, Curry was playing. Now, I mean, Curry, sorry, Fox. Uh, now, if Fox was playing, I wouldn't want to pay 4,900 for him. I'd want to pay like 42 or something like that. But yeah, sign me up. Uh, I love DeLon Wright in this matchup, 4,900. I don't care if he's chalk. I'll eat the chalk. I'll play him. And if I'm not playing him, uh, you know, I'll play some Halliburton. I don't think I want to play both these guys together. I prefer to only play one of them. But uh, I expect that Wright ends up drawing the Curry assignment, knowing that he is a little bit more of a veteran. Uh, great defender. Great, great on-ball defender. So sign me up. DeLon Wright. And if I had to pick between Bards and Heald, I'd prefer Heald. Not that I prefer either one of them. I actually hate playing both these guys. These are two guys I never gravitate towards in DFS. I might just cut my losses and say, hey, if you beat me, you beat me. Take it off the chin. Just get my Wright and Halliburton exposure. But, uh, yeah, I think healed over Barnes would be the way I would go in this one. Keep an eye on Rashawn Holmes. He's expected to return, uh, I believe, in this one. They said he's likely to return in this one. Probably be on some sort of minutes limit. He was dealing with a groin injury. Uh, wouldn't expect a full workload, but that will take any love out of, uh, you know, guys like Hassan Whiteside that we've been having. So, no Hassan Whiteside for me. And Harkless is there if you need him. Not a preferred option, but if you need him, worst guys you could round out your lineup with at 3,800. For the Warriors, Steph Curry coming in at 10-5. I do prefer him over Giannis. He's right there for Westbrook with me. Really just matters on how you feel about that game. If you're a little bit worried about the Cleveland-Washington game, yeah, then obviously you're going to be worried about paying 11 k for Westbrook, and 10-5 is the best place to go for Curry. I mean, there's options in games where you can even get both these guys in here. We have plenty of value. We talked about DeLon Wright. We talked about Della Vadova. Uh, we talked about Mobamba. We talked about Brisket. So we, we got plenty of guys that we can use for value. Those will probably be four of my favorite value plays. So, hey, hey when we get the player tier, there you go. Um, but, you know, getting both those guys in there shouldn't be that, that big of an issue. Draymond at 7-5. He's very, very much in play. Any game that we know that Steph's in play, pretty much Draymond's going to be in play as well. Uh, we want these guys to both be playing 30-plus minutes. And, you know, Draymond doesn't need to score. 19 assists, 12 rebounds in that last game against Denver. If that doesn't say enough to you, I don't know what. Get so many points, too. Uh, he just does it in so many different ways. So 7,500, I don't mind having some shares of Draymond. You know, I probably want at least one of Curry or Draymond in my lineup. Which one it is, you know, probably going to depend on how my structure and build goes. And I don't think I see myself going to too much Ubre or Wiggins. Ubre coming off of a couple good games uh, recently. 
if you want to chase that, you could. Wouldn't fault you there. Sometimes it's just about rhythm, and then when the guy's hot, he's hot. So I prefer Ubre over Wiggins if I had to pick one of those two guys. And then with all these wings out, Kent Bazemore out, Damian Lee out, Eric Pascal out, we should see significant run from guys like Juan Toscano Anderson and Jordan Poole. You know, if I had to pick one of those guys, it would probably be JTA at 4K. Just think he's a little bit of a better value. But uh, Poole is in play himself, rightfully so, as well. So there we go. That is the two slates, all in under half an hour. Trying to get it out there early for you guys. Also, if you guys have a chance, check out the Fancy Pass, DFS Pass. You'll see my article in there this morning of a written breakdown, a little bit more in-depth sometimes in the podcast of all my favorite plays and kind of how I'm approaching both slates and how I will be building and constructing my lineups for both slates. If you guys are wondering how to get that, it's $4.99 for the season-long Fancy Pass or only $1.99 for the DFS Pass. You're probably wondering why is it so cheap. Well, guess what? You guys were our guinea pigs. We, uh, we, we, this is the first time we rolled it out this season, so it was a little bit of a trial run. Uh, so if you want to get in at that $1.99 price tag before the season's done, heading into playoffs, we will be con- producing content daily, just like we do during the regular season for DFS. While some of our competitors might be taking uh, their foot off the pedal and switching gears to different sports, we continue to just push on through the NBA, take advantage of everybody else trying to dip their toes into all these these other DFS worlds, uh, and just take some money home. So really good things. We got the Discord, we got the articles, we got a podcast, we got a you know a nice little process for a lot of our listeners and readers to get them going. But now that I'm done talking, let's get into the player tier. Expensive tier guys. So I'll try to give one for each slate. Uh, that way we could break it down a little bit easier for everybody. So uh, we'll start with the early slate. Expensive tier guy would be Damian Lillard at 9,300. I told you guys that there's not a lot of guys I will be spending up on there. And if I had to go anywhere, it would be Dame Dalla at 93. Prefer him over Tatum as two highest priced guys. For the main slate, expensive guy. Uh, I'll go Westbrook, 11K. Just feel like he's always just a little bit safer than Curry. His floor is there. Their ceilings are pretty very similar. So 11K, I will take Westbrook as my expensive guy. Now going to the mid-tier. We'll go with, for the early one. This is tough. I can either say, you, I'll go Chris Paul. Try to get keep away from the Blazers. Yusuf Nurkic, I very, I very much like too. But Chris Paul at 7,500, just a staple lock that's going to be in all my uh, cash game lineups on this early slate. I just love this matchup. I love his price tag. Side me up for some Chris Paul. And for the main slate, we'll say Mo Bamba. But we need Wendell Carter Jr. rolled out at 5,500. Mo Bamba will be the chalk in everybody's center spot for that main slate at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And just eat it. Don't even try to get cute with it. If we don't, if we see that Wendell Carter's out, just eat it. Just eat it. For the value on the early site, we'll go with Cam Johnson. Uh, I already touched on it. No Dario Sark, no Jay Crowder. We should see Cam play significant minutes between the three and the four, 30 plus minutes. Not a lot of, of a great value plays on that early slate. So if you need somebody, that's probably the way I'd go. I also don't think you need to force him in there. I don't think he's a must value play, but uh, you know, he's there if you need him. It's that simple. And for the main slate, a lot of guys we can go here. We're going to go with our guy Brisket. Uh, O'Shea Brissett, 4,800. Knowing that Miles Turner, Sabonis, and Gogo are all likely to miss again, we can just keep going back to the well with this guy, and he should just keep producing for us, no doubt about it. So sign me up for some Brissett. Throwing the cat. I already gave a ton of value plays. I don't need to give any more. But obviously, you guys know my boy Delon out there, too. Delon, right? All right. That takes us home. If you guys want to, I'd appreciate it. Give me a follow on Twitter. At Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. 
thumbs up, five star, rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast. We really appreciate it. Subscribe. That way you can get that little notification every morning of when this show hits Apple Podcasts. That way you're not sitting around waiting. You're not missing it. Plug it in. Listen to it on the way to work. Maybe it's on your lunch break. Whenever it is, the content is always good, guys. We do our best for you out here. Try to make it very, very simplistic where we're just, uh, you know, we're hand building some lineups. We're going through, breaking down our favorite plays and winning some money. So I'll be back tonight to podcast day for me as I record Monday's show at on, uh, during Sunday night. So can't wait to get back to you guys. Hopefully we can make it two nights in a row, guys. Take down some tournaments, win some money, have some fun doing so. So from everybody over here at Hoopball, from myself, Mike Potter, thank you for listening. Catch you later. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.